2: Hi everyone and welcome to the Cognitive Recalibration Podcast. As always, I'm your host Shravan. We've got Tyrone here with us.
1: Hello. I, I cut out for a sec, but I'm guessing you introduced me.
2: <laughs> yes, I did introduce you.
1: Yeah, my internet slowed down for a second and then it sped up and the theme song got played in double speed and I actually liked it. I think we should consider that.
2: I think... Uh, Theme songs about 30 seconds long so we'll make it 15 seconds long but it's just faster.
1: I did hate it. It was it was good. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I am here. Sorry for the internet issues. We're still in lockdown.
2: Yeah, we're still in lockdown. We're still remotely podcasting and as a result of that, we can't actually review Free Guy this week, which is about a guy called Guy in a video game. So we thought we would talk about video game movies because we haven't really talked about video game movies on our podcast before and we picked a couple of them which we'll present to you today so before we get into it video game movies they're pretty bad aren't they
1: that is a hard question to answer because yeah look some of them are bad but i think some of them try and do good stuff but just when they were made they couldn't do it because of budgetary restrictions or, or CGI kind of stuff. I think lots of the recent stuff is not terrible, but...
2: So we have reviewed Detective Pikachu and Sonic the Hedgehog on our Both podcast. of which
1: which I found good. Yeah, yeah. they
2: were both pretty good. Actually, and Mortal what, Kombat. And Mortal Kombat, the, well, the latest one we've reviewed. So that's I, th- I think those are the only three that we've reviewed on our podcast. I don't think we've done... Other yeah. video game related movies before.
1: Not that you did Wreck-It Ralph, the second one. I think at some point that's a video game esque movie.
2: Yes, yes. It's not based off a video game, but it's it is a video game. I guess like Free Guy. Free Guy is not based off any existing video games.
1: It's basically GDA.
2: It is in itself a, a video game. Yeah, yeah.
1: So we're going to be reviewing Free Guy today without watching it. I'm just going <laughs> to guess the plot. <laughs>
2: Well, apparently it's pretty decent from what I've heard.
1: But Apparently there's an amazing cameo in it. I didn't look at what it was because I didn't want to ruin it for myself. I was genuinely looking forward to it. It's I like Ryan Reynolds.
2: The concept looks interesting. Yeah. Well. yeah. And
1: it's the reunion of the best movie ever made, Green Lantern. Oh, yeah. Ryan Reynolds plus Taika Waititi.
2: Plus Taika Waititi, yeah, yeah. We'll see when we can watch it because I'm not sure when we'll get out of lockdown. We we'll and- probably
1: won't review it on the podcast
2: oh yeah we'll see we'll see if there's any free episodes for free guy (laughs) (laughs) at some stage so we're going to be talking about movies based off video games so i guess ready player one wreck it ralph and free guy those are slightly different because in the movie it's a video game but they're not based off an existing video game Uh, whereas today we're going to be talking about movies that are based off existing video games
1: Yeah, I was going to talk about Ready Player One, but I didn't end up getting to watch it. I've seen it before, and I quite like it, but um, yeah, I haven't seen it recently.
2: So we've got two movies each that we're going to talk about, and then we can briefly talk about other other movies. I attempted to actually watch two other movies this week.
1: You actually got far through one of them. I'm surprised you just- didn't finish it off. I just
2: got to do it. Uh, I'll, I'll talk <laughs> yeah. about that one afterwards. But in general, yeah, the movies are not good. So what we did was, and these are only live action movies as well. So we got a list of all the live action video game movies and they range from early 90s till now. I think there's about 40, 40 odd, I think 41 or 42 of them. I looked at, I quickly looked at the average Rotten Tomato score across all of the movies that have been released live action. What do you think it is?
1: I reckon Rotten Tomatoes critic score. Yeah. Critics. Okay. And you averaged it out.
2: Yeah, across all the I think it was forty one movies released till this year.
1: It would be somewhere I reckon they range from about zero percent to like fifty percent. So somewhere in the twenty percent range.
2: Yeah, that's not a bad estimation. So overall the average is twenty five percent or twenty five point
1: right, six. So I was spot on, it ranges from <laughs> zero to fifty, so you yeah. average out to twenty five in the middle. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So but there's some uh there are a lot of serious outliers, so there's some that are single-digit scores, and there are some that are sort of... Well, there there aren't any outliers on the, on the higher end, actually, so most of them are... Yeah, Sonic
1: the Hedgehog would be outlier on the higher end, I assume. It's fresh, I'm pretty sure.
2: It's just fresh, so it's 63%.
1: Did Mortal Kombat get fresh?
2: Mortal Kombat uh, got 55%, so...
1: Oh, I disagree with that.
2: <laughs> and uh, Detective Pikachu got sixty three percent as well.
1: Yeah, but all those three movies are pretty decent in my opinion.
2: Actually, no, Detective Pikachu got sixty eight percent. So that's
1: the oh, so it's one. the best one. That's okay. the highest
2: one so far. And there's a there's a whole bunch of movies coming out later this year, next year. So there's a there is a Sonic the Hedgehog two next year.
1: Yeah, they recently cast uh, Idris Elba as Knuckles. Yeah,
2: so that that might be good. I Actually. Pro- for me, probably Sonic the Hedgehog was the best video game movie, video game based movie that I've ever seen.
1: I still like Mortal Kombat. <laughs> I know people hate that movie,
2: but <laughs> I liked it. <laughs> As in, it's not a good movie, but it's a fun movie. It's an entertaining movie. Apart from that, there's an Uncharted movie coming out with Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg, right?
1: Mark Wahlberg, yeah.
2: There's a Borderlands movie.
1: Oh yeah, that's got a good cast, actually. Who's in it? I'm pretty sure it has Kate Blanchett. And other people that are not coming to memory at the moment. It's got, it's got some good people in it. Let me look it up while you say the rest.
2: Okay. So there's also Resident Evil. There's been a lot of Resident Evil movies. I was going to watch one of them, but I'm like, there's too many and I can't, <laughs> I, I can't get into it. But there is a Resident Evil Welcome to the Raccoon City movie coming out later this year in November. Apart from that, there are untitled or um, announced. Movies coming up. So there's a Detective Pikachu sequel apparently that they've announced. Apart from that, there's a Gears of War movie. There's a Ghost of Tsushima movie that's planned. There's a Just Dance movie. I'm pretty sure
1: there's an animated Mario movie coming out as well.
2: Okay. I think these are just live action that I'm looking at in this list. So there's Mega Man as well as Minecraft. There's a Minecraft movie coming up. Apparently it's coming to Netflix. Metal Gear Solid movie coming up as well.
1: I'm pretty sure that has Oscar Isaac's. As
2: oh, yeah, as uh, Snake. Solid Snake. Tomb Raider. There's a Tomb Raider sequel, so to the yep. one that came out 2018. I'm going to say Alicia Vikander. There's a Rabbids movie, so there's there's a whole bunch of different announced movies. Let's see if they actually come to fruition.
1: So, I've got uh, I've got Borderlands. So, Kate Blanchett, Jamie Lee Curtis, Kevin Hart, Jack Black. And it's got that Edgar Ramirez guy from Jungle Cruise.
2: All right, there was a funny interview with that guy. So there, well, it was with the cast of Jungle Cruise, and he was very passionate about Disney. He's like, "Oh, Disney is like this is like the movie I've always wanted to do." And it's like such a big movie and it's like uh it's my dream come true." And he was like really passionate about it. And the other guys were just like the rocket and and <laughs> we <laughs> uh, I think whatever. Yeah, they were just like, yeah. Uh, I mean, they they were they weren't as passionate as him. He was like really into it.
1: He seems like a nice guy.
2: I haven't seen many other things that he's in,
1: but I've seen him in stuff. But I can't remember what I've seen him in.
2: All right, so I guess we'll jump into it.
1: Have we said what we're doing?
2: Yeah, we're we're going to be okay. talking about two video game movie, video game based movies each. So obviously, there's quite a few live. There's 41 live action movies that have been made. There's a whole bunch of animated movies, and there's TV shows as well. But what we're going to concentrate on is just live action, and we're going. To, we we just, just
1: pick four random movies, we just pretty, pretty
2: much. Randomly pick four <laughs> movies and. Oh, it was, it was tough for me because I, I picked – I actually picked two initially. No, I picked three initially. I watched two of them. The third one was a real struggle, so I picked another one, and that was even more of a struggle, so I just did – so we just decided to do two each.
1: I think you – yeah, I don't know why you chose the movies you chose. I somewhat strategically chose ones that I thought would be watchable. But you went in the other
2: direction. <laughs> so, I was planning to go through the decades. So I was going to go one in the 90s, one in the 2000s, one in the 2010s. But the 90s ones are just too bad. Like the, the-
1: You should watch the first Mortal Kombat. That's meant to be pretty watchable.
2: Yeah, I could have watched that. And even the 2000s ones were not very good. <laughs> so- mm,
1: I've got a 2000s one.
2: So, yeah, we could jump into it. Do you want to go first? Okay. So, what's your first one?
1: Uh, actually, you go first. All right. Yeah. Okay, I'll go first. Change my mind.
2: So, uh, the first movie I'm going to be talking about is Prince of Persia, The Sands of Time, released in 2010. Yeah, I actually
1: like this movie.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think it's that bad. It's, yeah. it's got some redeeming factors to it, but I still think it's not that good. It's directed by Mike Newell. He is famous or maybe infamous, depending on who you are, for directing Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire.
1: Oh, I hate that movie. <laughs> 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 Lots of people really like that movie, but I.
2: Goblet of Fire. Well, really. it's not a yeah.
1: faithful adaption of the book. Yeah. It's the main thing. Yeah.
2: Because the book's probably the best one, or oh, it's one of the best Harry Potter books. I think it's clearly the worst Harry Potter movie, though.
1: For me, it is. But for other people, if you maybe haven't read the books, i say you probably like it. Maybe it's all right. Because it's good material.
2: Yeah, but there's so much more in that book that he missed out on. But anyway, he directed this as well. It's starring Jake Gyllenhaal, and Ben Kingsley is in it, and Alfred Molina is in it, Toby Kibble's features as well. One thing I noticed, so this is produced by Jerry Brockheimer. I think he, he must have had- certain actors on a contract or something, because in the same year as this, Sources Apprentice was released, and in Sources Apprentice, both Alfred Molina and Toby Kebbell featured as well. They were both bad guys in that one, I'm pretty sure. Alfred Molina and also Ben Kingsley to some extent, they're almost in a different movie, especially Alfred Molina. He's like doing his... He's just like a comedian in this movie. Like Everything he says is is a joke, essentially. And then Ben Kingsley, he's... Is weirdly over the top in some scenes, towards the end especially. I mean, I, I enjoyed both of those guys. I think Jake Gyllenhaal has certainly done better after this movie. I don't think he was that good in this movie.
1: Yeah, maybe he was contractually obliged to do it, so he wasn't interested.
2: So he has to do a British accent in this, and it's fine, but you can tell he's putting on an accent. So it's, it's not who's, like...
1: Who's the... Heroin in this movie what's her name again
2: Gemma Arterton
1: yeah yeah she's British isn't she she is
2: British yeah and she has a British yeah. accent so like hers is authentic Ben Kingsley I'm pretty sure he's British so he's, he's also British yeah, yeah so he's fine Alfred Millian is British so he's fine but Jake Gyllenhaal I don't know like there was something about his accent I was uh, I'm sure it was fine but you can tell that it's it's not quite right in terms of his performance he was fine Obviously like Prince of Persia we could talk about the game so the the Prince of Persia is meant to be this like athletic character right that does parkour essentially and in this you can tell it's a stunt person essentially cuz it's not Jake Gyllenhaal doing most of this stuff the stunts are fine but they probably could have done more game stuff like he does
1: does he swing off a rod I think he does that maybe twice okay does he walk on a wall
2: I think he does that a couple of times
1: so that's all that's all i remember from the game
2: <laughs> and it's about the sounds of time so anyone who's played the game knows what this is but it's about a dagger that holds sand but it's special sand so it's sand that can make you go back in time i think it's a minute it holds like a minute worth of of sand of, of sand yeah that can make you time travel uh and so it's all about that i think this movie could have actually been really good and towards the end there were some twists and turns that were actually pretty well done because it is it is a time travel concept and they sort of do it. They did it well, but they could have done it better. I think that where this movie falls flat is, up till the climax, it's kind of a bit boring. <laughs> like, not not that much happens. Da, it's uh, His name is Dastan. I don't know. what is that his name in the games? I don't know.
1: Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure it is.
2: So Dastan, he's adopted by the king of this empire, of the Persian Empire. The king already has two sons, so he has two of his own sons. And it's got a lot of aladdin vibes to it as well probably inspired by aladdin but yeah he adopts this kid and then they grow up and they end up invading this kingdom they're after their weapons or something then they end up invading this kingdom and the princess of this kingdom is the heroine of the of the film there's this mystery that unfolds around the sands of time which are from this kingdom and duster ends up getting this dagger at one stage and it follows on from there but the whole middle of the movie is just him figuring out Firstly, he figures out that the dagger is special and then they're just moving across different deserts. They're just walking across different deserts and meeting different people. Like Alfred Milena, his character probably didn't even need to be in this movie, but he's funny and he adds a bit. But-
1: For comedic relief. Yeah. yeah.
2: And he has this like henchman who you think is not very important. He seems to be like an unimportant character, but he ends up doing probably the most important thing in the movie, which is like getting the dagger from the bad guy and dying in the uh, process of it. And I guess we should talk about Ben Kingsley. So spoilers from here on if you haven't seen Prince of Persia, The Sands of Time, which came out 11 years ago. (laughs) It doesn't seem that old, actually, when you watch it. It seems...
1: The CGI stuff holds up.
2: It's not too bad. You can tell it's old, but it's not really old. It's, It's not too bad. I think the production values of the movie are pretty decent and the budget was 200 million so it was a pretty big budget movie box office wise it only made 336 so it was a it wasn't a box office success which is why we didn't get any sequels to this as well spoilers from here on so basically Ben Kingsley is the is the bad guy so he's the one that actually wanted to invade the kingdom to get the dagger so that he could go back in time and kill the actual king so that he could become king and the king wouldn't have any sons either so that he could like reign the kingdom pretty loose motivation to be honest like it wasn't great and it's all told in exposition so you don't actually see apparently the king saved his brother which is ben kingsley when they were kids from a lion or something or a tiger or something and because of that no no sorry the brother saved the king from the tiger and because of that the king lives and he becomes a king you know rules the kingdom for many many years so what ben kingsley wants to do is he wants to get the dagger and then they're in the in this kingdom that they invade there's a there's like a well of all this sand and apparently if you put the dagger into that sand you can go back as far as you want. So that's what he wants to do essentially. So he wants to go back to that moment, let the lion kill his brother and then he becomes the king.
1: Power. Motivation for power.
2: And then in between they frame Dustan. So everyone thinks that Dustan kills his father. So in between his father gets killed because he puts on a, a robe or something which is poisoned which is from the uncle in the first place which is from Ben Kingsley. So the the father dies, they frame Dustan, because Dustan gives him the robe. And then the whole kingdom's after Dustin, essentially, because they think he killed the king. Every time someone finds out that he's innocent, they die. <laughs> so Toby Kebble, he's he's after him the whole movie. And then he finally finds out that he was innocent. And um they have this conversation in a hut. He walks outside the hut and he immediately dies. <laughs> he gets shot. <laughs> and then same with the older brother. So the older brother finds out that he is Innocent as well. And then Ben Kingsley comes in and he kills him, like, the, the very next scene.
1: <laughs> He's just ready to go whenever.
2: And there, there's this mysterious character in between that Ben Kingsley hires. He's meant to be like like, assassin who has snakes. He, like, walks around with snakes and the snakes work for him and stuff. Like, the snakes go get, get stuff for him.
1: He's Edgar Ramirez in Jungle Cruise. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Essentially, yeah. yeah. Um, except he doesn't say anything. Like, I think it says, like, one dialogue in the whole movie.
1: Okay, so he's also Edgar Ramirez at Jungle Cruise then.
2: <laughs> but he keeps turning up in the most unexpected circumstances. Like, you're like, how did this guy even get here? Because the main characters have to go through, like, caves and climb up walls and press special buttons to open corridors and stuff to get to a certain place. But then this guy just turns up there somehow. So it's just, there's a lot of, yeah, plot holes like that. I think the middle part, or, like, 75% of this movie, is just a little bit too boring. If it was a little bit more entertaining, I think if the main character was maybe a bit more entertaining, he, he's a bit bland, to be honest. Same with the princess; she's in most of the movies, old. Well. She's pretty bland as well. If both of them were slightly more charismatic, I think the movie might have been all right. But uh, it's it's just a bit, a bit forgettable overall. But the twist at the end is good. Ben Kingsley ends up getting the dagger, and he puts it in the sand. But he doesn't go all the way back. Um, Jake Gyllenhaal stops him from going all the way back. And they only go back to the point where Jake Gyllenhaal gets the dagger for the first time. And essentially all the brothers, his father, everyone's still alive because they go back to a certain point. And then he tells his brother, who's the king to be, that their uncle was betraying them the whole time. And his brother believes him. So I remember we watched this in the cinema back in the day when it came out. Did you like it back then?
1: I did. Yeah, I I I probably haven't seen it in its entirety since that time when I watched it in the movies, but I liked it when I saw it in the theatres.
2: Yeah, I didn't mind it back then either, but maybe it's because we had low expectations for the movie as well.
1: Yeah, or maybe we've just seen better things after that, so it's kind of not as good as that feeling that we had. Maybe
2: at that point in time, this was probably the best video game-based movie yeah. Probably was in 2010. It's not a great movie or anything, but I think visually it's, it's fine. Like they, they've obviously put the budget in. I think they wanted it to do way better than it did, though. It sort of disappointed them in that context. About the game quickly. So the first version of the game came out in 1989. And I think we played this one on computer, which is a side scroller. I think it was just called Prince, but it is Prince of Persia. So it's the same game. And then later on, Ubisoft bought the rights for Prince. The first game that they made was Prince of Persia Sands of Time in 2003, which we had on Xbox.
1: Yeah, I played it. Never finished it. It was too hard.
2: It is pretty hard. I didn't play it that much either, but I definitely never finished it. Apparently, they're doing a a Sands of Time remake, though, which is meant to be coming out this year.
1: Oh, okay. I thought they were done with that because it's pretty much what Assassin's Creed is like the... Spiritual successor.
2: That's right. It's the spiritual successor to Prince of Persia, but they're making another one. So, yeah, that's. I think that's all I had about Prince of Persia, Sounds of Time. I think he only uses the dagger. That's the other thing. He doesn't use the dagger that much. He uses it maybe three times in the movie, and one time he uses it to kill himself to convince his brother that it's a magical dagger. And good thing his brother uses it to revive time or else he would have just died. There are two people that are in a different movie. One is Alfred Molina, and the other is Ben Kingsley. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And this this is kind of the opposite of Ben Kingsley in Iron Man 3. Because in Iron Man 3, he – well, you're meant to think he is the bad guy, but he isn't. In this, you're meant to think he's not the bad guy, but he is. Both times – actually, in Iron Man 3, I didn't see it coming. This one, I saw it coming from a mile away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What's your first one?
1: Let's talk about Tomb Raider, Lara Croft Tomb Raider, The Cradle of Life.
2: Yes. So this is the second Angelina Jolie film?
1: Yeah. So it's the sequel to the first one.
2: Which is just called Lara Croft Tomb Raider, isn't it?
1: The first one is just called Lara Croft Tomb Raider. And I've seen that one as well, but i never seen this one, so I watched it. I actually don't mind the first one. It's not terrible. It's not great either. If I had to kind of compare it to something, it's it's basically like National Treasure meets Jungle Cruise. That's kind of what the movies are.
2: Or Indiana Jones.
1: Indiana Jones-esque. She's an archaeologist, so I guess it is Indiana Jones-esque. So, who directed this? It's Jan D. Bond. Have you heard of this guy?
2: No. Nope. <laughs> what else has he done?
1: He's done Speed.
2: Oh, the first Speed.
1: Yeah. And the second Speed and Twister the haunting and he is the producer for equilibrium and minority report.
2: Okay, some good movies in there.
1: This was his last directorial venture. <laughs> he did he did uh, cinematography but he never directed anything after this, which yeah, look, it's not the best film ever made, but it's I don't think it's uh I don't think it's the worst either. It's a very it came out in 2003. And it's like the most 2003 movie I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> but it's got, it's got some people you'd recognize. It's got Angelina Jolie reprising the role of Lara Croft. Jerry Butler's in it. And your favorite, Jamon Honsu, is in it.
2: Oh, okay. This must be one of his earlier, earliest roles.
1: Yeah. He doesn't die in it either, but he's, it's like more of a cameo. And then it's got other British guys in it. Cause it's, I think it's a British film. Everyone's British in it. <laughs>
2: Angelina really Jolie's
1: not British, is she? No. Well, she does a British accent. It's not very good in this. So <laughs> That's the yeah.
2: second movie that we're talking about where the main character's meant to be British. Yeah. <laughs> is um, Lara Croft meant to be British? Yes. In the new one, does she have a British accent?
1: Uh, I think so. I think Alicia Vikander has a British accent anyway.
2: Okay. She's not British, but-
1: Or she's like Swedish or something, so she can do a British accent. Have you ever played Tomb Raider before? I've personally never played them.
2: I don't think I have, actually. No, I've never played one.
1: I think it's like a like an Uncharted-esque game, before Uncharted. But essentially, the plot of this movie. So, yeah, Lara Croft's an archaeologist, and it, the movie starts where like there's this underwater temple. There's an earthquake, and this underwater temple becomes accessible, and then they go in there, and they find this map that leads to Pandora's box. And the villain's try to get it, and she's also trying to get it. Who's the villain? The villain's name is, I think that's him. I think it's Kieran Hines. I haven't seen him in anything before. He's a Irish actor. I'm not sure. I, I haven't seen him in anything before. He might be in other stuff. He looks like a kind of guy that would have been in a, like the villain in a Bond film or something. Actually, he's in Harry Potter. Who's he in Harry Potter? Everyone, every British person's been in Harry Potter, though. Oh, he's Steppenwolf in Justice League, Voice and Motion Capture.
2: Who was in Harry Potter?
1: He is Abbotforth Dumbledore, in Harry Potter.
2: He would have been in the- Deathly Hallows Part 2. And Part 1, I think he was in.
1: I don't think he's in Part 1. Abbottforth isn't in Part 1.
2: Don't they go to his inn or whatever in Part 1?
1: It's in Part 2, I'm pretty sure.
2: Oh, yeah, that's just before they go to Hogwarts. No, I think we see him in Part 1 at some stage. I could be wrong anyway. He's
1: not credited for part one, so Maybe not.
2: <laughs> so, yeah,
1: he's a moderately famous actor, I guess. He's still doing stuff. Yeah, he's the villain. Like Pandora's box, if you open it, apparently it releases like deadly viruses or stuff and he just wants to kill everyone. I don't know. He's, his motivation is also terrible in this, similar to Prince of Persia. <laughs> but, yeah, that's essentially the movie. It is the most 2000s movie in terms of they have really drawn out action scenes in these movies. I don't know if that's just a staple of two thousands, but there's this one scene where Jerry Butler and Angelina Jolie are riding motorbikes in like this jungle, and it's just them riding motorbikes. And it goes for at least five minutes where they're just like looking in front of each other, like, going or over and jump. Or- no, no, no. It's just them riding motorbikes. They like do jumps, and then they like. They like overtake each other and they do like skids in the in the grass and stuff.
2: Are they just getting somewhere? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> why do they, why do they have to have such an extreme journey? Like I,
1: everything in this like is draw a drawn-out action scene. Like
2: And do they use CGI when they probably shouldn't be using it?
1: It's not it's actually got some real stunts in it. So it's not it's not too heavy on the CGI. There was one part at the start where there's a shark and the CGI is terrible. She punches a shark in the face.
2: <laughs> okay. <laughs>
1: yeah. And that was not good. But other than that, they don't rely on CGI too much. There is CGI and it's not great. There's this part where they jump off a building and it's a actual scene. Like, they actually filmed them do it. So, that's pretty good. Like, they do- um What's the one where you jump off the building and you got like the wings on your suit? It's not uh, bungee jumping. Base it's not jumping. Base jumping. Yeah, yeah, they do. There's a there's a scene where they base jump and they actually got people to base jump. So like it's got some good stuff in it, but the plots thin, and then along with that, it's uh the the, the action scenes are not that interesting.
2: So would you give it a cognitive recalibration or a regression? Probably not. Like it's not
1: it's not good enough to say.
2: You should watch it. Yeah,
1: definitely go watch it. Yeah. But it is like that Indiana Jones s stuff where like there's clues and they have to they have to decipher the clues to find out where the where the Pandora's box is. They end up going to Africa because that's where the that's where it is in some mountain, which is where they meet Jabon Honsu. It's 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 not a bad movie. There there's there's stuff in it that is probably enjoyable, but then as a whole, if you're watching it, it's probably half an hour too long just because. There's some stuff in there that is unnecessary,
2: like the motorbike scene.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, like the and all the action isn't great in general. And there's a there's a lot of like fetch quests, which you get in a game where they go to some place to get something, yeah, and then they go to another place to get another thing. So that's it's yeah. it's a bit of that. That's yeah.
2: essentially what Prince of Persia was as well, because they they just walk in across the. It's not in a fetch quest because they got what they need the whole time. So they're just walking across the desert to get to a certain place.
1: Yeah, it seems like they needed to pad the plot in this a little bit to make it a bit of a longer movie, so they had to do a bit of that. I think it's video game accurate, though. More video game accurate than the other movie I'm talking going to talk about. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, there's like – I read the trivia. There's like some homages to the Tomb Raider games, like she's always running with two guns, which she uses in the – in the games as well and like some of the suits and stuff she uses are similar to what they find in the game, so it's probably more accurate than Prince of Persia as well in terms of video like they try and put a lot of the video game stuff into it which is sometimes to its detriment
2: <laughs> yeah so I guess that gets a regression then yeah but
1: saying that it's not that bad I would say it's on par with Prince of Persia
2: so I'd probably give Prince of Persia a regression as well but it's it's a high regression it's not like a Terrible, terrible movie, but...
1: I think the first... I don't remember, but I think the first Tomb Raider is better than this one. So, if you're going to watch any of them, probably watch that one.
2: What do you reckon this Tomb Raider movie had on Rotten Tomatoes?
1: I already know. It's in its 50s. I think it's 50-something.
2: No, 24%.
1: 50%. No, it's like 5.5 on IMDb or something, yeah, I think.
2: Yeah, And the first one got 20%.
1: Yeah, I think the first one is better, though, from memory but I can't be sure. The plot points are very similar. And instead of Jerry Butler, it's Daniel Craig in the first one. But it's, yeah, it's kind of similar. The Indiana Jones-esque kind of
2: movie. And uh, Tomb Raider 2018
1: got 52%. I've, I've seen that one as well. And that one's overly serious and dark and gritty. It was like in the phase where they wanted to do those. And I thought it was to its detriment. I think it should have been a bit more campy. This one is on the complete other side where it's completely campy. So I think in the middle somewhere is where they should should be.
2: Prince of Persia, Persia Sands of Time is 37%. Not great. <laughs> all right. Is that all you had in terms of Tomb Raider? Yeah. Yep. The next one I had, actually, I'll talk about the two other ones I attempted to watch before I talk about the last one. So I attempted to watch a movie called Double Dragon I didn't even know this was a video game but I looked it up so it's a side-scroller video game multiplayer or single player but you pick two brothers I think they're the Lee brothers or something and basically you just bash up people so it's like a side-scroller fighting game kind of like I guess like Street Fighter except that's just a fighting game right this is like a you scroll sideways and people come towards you and you beat them up and then you keep going and yep yep
1: more of a arcade style
2: yeah so it was an arcade game in 1987 that's when it first came out but then it moved to sega consoles after that so they made a movie in 1994 i'll say it's got some big actors in it so it's got robert patrick who's the guy from terminator judgment day the bad guy it's got Alyssa milano but the movie's not good <laughs> it's really not good it's um High level, it's about this gem that splits into two. Whoever has one of them gets the power of soul or something. You can control people's souls or something. And the other one gives you strength. So you're like a good fighter. And if you put them both together, you have like the ultimate power. And it's about trying to get these, these two gems, essentially. And it's about these two brothers that apparently they're, they're like the descendant of the creator of them. So they're, they're like the rightful owners. Everything that's wrong about a movie, everything that can be wrong. Is basically wrong. I think they're, they're overreaching in terms of budget. So it's, it's a 90s movie, so I don't think... And it's not like a big studio movie either. They didn't have the budget to be able to make this movie firstly. So all the action sequences are not good, even though it's like mid-90s, but it'd be like the same vintage as Speed. And Speed still has pretty good action sequences.
1: Probably because it's more practical as well.
2: It, it has some martial arts stuff in this, but it's, yeah, it's not that great.
1: Not good martial arts stuff.
2: The acting is... Not great either. I tried to look up what the guys have done afterwards. They've done, they did some stuff, but they're not, they didn't get big or anything. And it was just really hard to finish. So I didn't finish it. It just wasn't worth it. It was only 90 minutes as well. So I do not recommend that one. That, that one is definitely a cognitive regression. The second one I attempted to watch was Need for Speed, which came out in 2014. This is better than Double Dragon for sure lot more money behind this one. So, it's directed by a guy called Scott Waugh. I looked up what he's done afterwards and didn't really recognize. After this one, he did a movie called Six Below, Miracle on the Mountain, and Project Extraction. I think one of them might be, that first one might be a documentary. But Need for Speed, it's an EA Sports or EA Electronic Arts game. They've been making them for years.
1: Yeah, I don't know what the whole plan of trying to make a racing game into a movie is about. Like... There's no story in the game, so...
2: Is Need for Speed, like, it's just a racing game, but one of them was, like, you're getting away from police or something, Hot Pursuit, Need for Speed, Hot, hot Pursuit, where you're...
1: They, they're all just street racing games, so the police are always involved to try and stop the race and stuff, so... But that's not, that's not a story. That's a gameplay mechanic.
2: <laughs> well, the first game for Need for Speed, called The Need for Speed, came out in 1994, and the latest one came out in 2020, so... I think they make one, like, basically every year. It's just one of those EA games that they just churn out.
1: Yeah, but I think it's not as popular as some of the other stuff they churn out pretty regularly.
2: At one stage, it was pretty popular.
1: Yeah, I think Underground.
2: Probably mid-2000s, early 2000s, mid-2000s. They were pretty popular, but I think after that, they just got pretty stale. The movie, like you said, it doesn't make any sense as to why they would make a movie on a racing game. They try to make this, like, a Fast and Furious type Movies more like the first two Fast and Furious movies, so it's about street racing. It's got Aaron Paul.
1: Yeah, Breaking Bad, Faye.
2: Probably good in Breaking Bad, but he wasn't that good in this. (laughs) It's got Dominic Cooper as the villain, and it's got some other guys. It's got Michael Keaton in a minor role. So it's got a decent cast, but the the movie's just uh, a bit boring.
1: It might be one of those situations where it wasn't initially meant to be a Need for Speed movie, but they just... Slap that on it to uh, to to give it some more yeah traction essentially because it sounds pretty generic to me.
2: Yeah, it's basically just about a guy who's a mechanic and he wants to. He's also a good driver, like he's basically Vin Diesel, and he uh, wants to drive in this race where you win six million dollars or whatever. And he's got this rival who's Dominic Cooper, who's an actual professional driver. At one stage, they get into. This street race and the main character has a friend like a younger he's not a younger brother but he's like a friend he's like a young guy that works for him and the, he ends up dying because dominic cooper makes him get into an accident essentially and he dies the main character end up ends up going to jail because dominic cooper has a lot of money and he pays off all the authorities so he doesn't go to jail and the main character does go to jail and then he comes back and then it's about winning this race essentially
1: Sounds, yeah, sounds as generic as it gets.
2: <laughs> I guess one good thing is that they did do a lot of practical stunts. So a lot of the car sequences, the race sequences, or the there's a lot of sequences where they're just driving through cities were done practically. That's about the only good thing about it. Everything else is, it's, it's not actively bad. It's not like Double Dragon, which is just horrible. It's just boring. There's just nothing. Yeah, which is it.
1: arguably a worse crime. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At least with Double Dragon, they took a big swig and they missed. With this, they they just tried to tried to do something
2: generic. Those are the two I attempted to watch. I obviously both them definite cognitive regressions. So you don't have to watch these, even if you're fans of the games. Definitely don't watch them.
0: A lot can happen in the next three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right
1: place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today.
2: The last one that I did watch, and this was actually surprisingly good. So it's a movie called Werewolves Within. It actually released this year, 2021. It's based off a game that came out in 2016 called the same name werewolves within it's a uh, ubisoft it's published by ubisoft have you ever played this game
1: no what's the mechanics of the game
2: so it's a multiplayer vr game that uses oculus rift or playstation vr and the premise of the game is that you're set in a medieval fantasy town that's being attacked by a werewolf and the players are tasked to guess which of the town folk is the werewolf in disguise. And it's it's in a mafia style format. So one of the players is the werewolf.
1: Oh, okay. So it's basically it's mafia except uh
2: VR. Interesting premise. And uh it's a easy easier premise to actually translate into a movie.
1: So it's like a who-done it.
2: It is a whodunit. And it and it's done well. It's actually done pretty well. So it's directed by Josh Rubin. I looked up what he's done in the past. I think this is one of his he's done smaller movies, but this is probably one of his bigger movies but this is not a big movie this is actually quite a this is an indie film it had a very limited release in the u.s and it's only available on streaming or pay pay pay-per-view vod so like you'd have to pay for it on itunes or youtube or whatever and you can watch it through that budget was 6.5 million it is an indie film box office it's done about 1 million as i said it had a very limited release it's starring remember that guy in the tomorrow war
1: Yeah, I'm just looking. I'm just looking at it now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Sam Richardson. Chris
2: Pratt's friend. So he's the main character in this. It's got a whole bunch of other people. I haven't seen them in other stuff. They all do a good job, though. I think the main thing is they actually maintain the suspense in this really well. This It's a small town, and Sam Richardson, he's a ranger that moves to this town, and the day he moves there, there's... There's some attacks, so one person ends up going missing, and the person that goes up goes missing is the husband of the person that manages the inn that Sam Richardson stays in. And then what happens is the the whole town loses power, and everyone in the town has to come to this inn, and they're all in this inn, and the story unfolds from there because they find out that there might be a werewolf within. I'll keep it pretty vague because it is a new movie, and it's actually really good. You know how I said before that the highest rated video game movie on Rotten Tomatoes was Detective Pikachu. It's actually this one now. So this one's got 86% on Rotten Tomatoes. I actually had a really good time with it. It's it's a horror slash-
1: it, From the cast, is it comedic? The cast is mostly comedic actors. It's a so. horror
2: slash comedy. So there's a lot of comedy sprinkled in between. The comedy was it was good, but it was hit and miss because some situations where they could have made it more suspenseful or horror-oriented, they kind of make it more comedy. And it works some in some places, in some places it doesn't doesn't quite work. I will say that whoever ends up ultimately being the culprit I didn't see it coming. Yeah, it was well done. And all the cast, so all the different characters, they all have their own dynamics. So there's one guy who comes to the town because he wants to build like a pipeline or something. So he has his own motive because he needs to buy all the land from everyone that lives in the town. So there's some people that are opposed to it. There's some people that just want his money because they'll just get the money and they can just move out of the town. Then there's this other lady who's a doctor that comes there and she's like an environmentalist and she's opposed to this guy who's building the pipe. And then there's the innkeeper and there's just random people around the town as well that that have their own story arcs. It's Knives Out ish. It's it's similar to Knives Out, but with a bit more of a horror spin.
1: It sounds interesting. I haven't heard of it before, this first time I'm hearing of it. so Sounds uh it sounds good. Yeah.
2: It's yeah, it's I think it's definitely worth watch. It's it's a very small movie, but I think it's uh definitely deserves more people watching it. And I'm glad I 'Cause I was looking through a list and this is actually the last movie to release in terms of a video game based movie. So I I was like, Okay, let's just watch the latest one and I'll pick some older ones. You got lucky. <laughs> and I did see the Rot Tomato score, so I'm like, let's try to watch a good one. I recommend it. It's recent. It only came out in June. And it's available on all video on demand places, so you can pay for it on Amazon, iTunes, YouTube, all of those. So so you can watch it watch it at home. I think it might be running in the US, but we didn't get a release here in Australia.
1: We don't get releases of much things anyway, so... <laughs>
2: Especially indie movies like this. I, I don't think they... We don't get many of them, so I recommend it. Uh, this one's a definite cognitive recalibration, and it was a, it was a relief after watching the other movies. Uh, it was just uh, good to see. It was competently made. It actually used the premise of the video game, sounds like, pretty well. Overall, the best video game-based movie.
1: Yeah, you reckon it's better than the uh, the Mortal Kombat and sort of like the Hedgehog
2: and Yeah, it's better than it's probably not as much fun as Mortal Kombat, but it's definitely better better made than Mortal Kombat.
1: Yeah, okay. It sounds it sounds good. I'll I'll definitely try and give it a give it a watch when I can.
2: So, what's your last one?
1: So, my last one is Rampage, which uh, probably most people have heard of. It's a rock movie that came out a while back. In 2018, directed by Brad Payton, who is a... He collaborates with Rock a lot. (laughs) They they seem to have something going on. He's done Journey to the Mysterious Island, San Andreas. San Andreas 2 he's going to do with him. He's going to do Journey 3 with him as well.
2: Okay. I didn't even know they were making sequels to those movies. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) And what else has he done? Those are the main ones by the looks of it. Did the Cats and Dogs movie. Yeah, he's got four rock movies, basically. No, he's done three rock movies. He's got two lined up to come out, so he likes working with the rock. So, do you know what the Rampage video game is?
2: I don't, but it's it's an arcade game, right?
1: It's it's a stupid game. I don't know why people played it. It's like you're either a monkey, a gorilla, an alligator, or a wolf, and you just go around destroying buildings. Like, you just knock them down.
2: And you get points for knocking them down.
1: Yeah, I think, like, the more damage you cause, the more points you get.
2: So how do you make a movie based on that promise? <laughs> uh, d-
1: yeah, you'll find out in a second. <laughs> so it's got The Rock, Kerry Washington. Do I say Kerry Washington? It doesn't have Kerry Washington. It has Naomi Harris and Jeffrey D. Morgan. Those are probably the main actors. It's got Joe Maginello in it, but he's in it for, like, ten minutes. <laughs> I thought he would be one of the main characters and he gets killed off almost immediately. <laughs> Essentially, Rock is a, he works at a zoo. He's some, I don't know, he's some scientist. Do, do you realize Rock's like a scientist in a lot of movies, <laughs> like a playing against type?
2: What other what other movie is he a scientist in? Is he a scientist in San Andreas?
1: Yeah, isn't he like the earthquake scientist, whatever that is? Oh, no, he's a, fire- he's a firefighter in San Andreas, I'm pretty sure.
2: In Skyscraper, oh, no, in Skyscraper, he's like a...
1: He's a cop, is he? He's an
2: architect or something? I think he's an architect. He actually builds that Skyscraper.
1: In Journey 2, he's a scientist or something, isn't he? Might be, yeah, yeah. Okay, so maybe he's just a scientist in two movies, but they happen to be directed by the same director. <laughs> yeah, yeah some- he's some scientist, and he's got the gorilla, like Eddie zoo and... How do I explain this? Yeah, there's there's like a satellite with they'll there's this company oh it's it's such a stupid plot. There's a satellite and there's this company doing like an experiment on the satellite and essentially that the start of the movie, the satellite explodes and like three of the vials that they're working on fall in various spots in uh, they all fall in America, surprisingly, but various spots in America and one of them infects a George, which is the the gorilla. And then another one affects an alligator in Florida or something. And then another one infects this wolf. And what it does is it makes them big and angry and white. No, he was white to begin with. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> he's an Albert, he's an Albano gorilla, but essentially rock is like friends with the gorilla, but the gorilla is like crazy because of the serum. And there's these two really hokey villains in this, like, like they. They went too far in terms of these are like the worst people ever that wouldn't exist. The rest of the movie is relatively grounded. And then you got these two villains that own this corporation that made the vials that are like, it's like something out of a 60s comic book. They, they essentially, they're like a brother and sister and they, they want to market these vials as like army, I guess to use in the army, like weaponize them. But, They all the vials are gone because they got infected by these animals. So they're like, "Oh, we need to kill the animals." So they hire Joe Manganiello to go kill the wolf, but then the wolf kills Joe Manganiello, Uh, (laughs) and (laughs) like almost immediately. And then they're like, "Okay, we'll set this. We'll set this." They live the tower that they work in is in Chicago. They're like, "We'll set this beacon, and then all the animals will come to the beacon, and the army will kill them." And then we can get, we could get the DNA from that. But then essentially all the animals come to the beacon in Chicago, but they kill the army anyway because the like bullets and everything doesn't affect it. They're like indestructible. And then they're like, oh, we'll just, we'll just run away. And then the, the sister like kills, kills the rock, but the rock stays alive. She shoots him, but he stays alive. And then she gets eaten by the gorilla. And then the brother tries to run away, but then he gets hit by a hit by a rock. I've I'm, I'm not explaining it great, just because I wasn't really paying attention to it because it was very rock. generic.
2: Not the like rock. Like the building's Yeah, <laughs>
1: the building's collapsing and like a rock falls on it. Yeah. Not not the rock, a rock. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Although if you got hit by the rock, that would hurt as well. You might die from that as well. So it's
1: it's a generic movie, but also a not generic movie. But it kind of reminded me of, like, a King Kong Godzilla movie. It's essentially that. At the end, it's just the animals kind of wrecking through Chicago, which is, like, if you're into that. And the CGI is surprisingly bad for a movie that came out in 2018. Like, it's not that great.
2: came out shortly before we started this podcast, I think. I think... Pre Infinity War, right?
1: Yeah, like yeah. Some before. sometime two thousand eighteen. Yeah, yeah. It's
2: like a month before Infinity
1: War. And I think rock movies go one or two ways. Like either he's really into it and he's ca- charismatic. I think he tries in every movie he does, but some movies he doesn't suit the character and he's kind of boring. And some of them he kind of carries the story. In this, he's the the former. He's just kind of boring and he doesn't do all that much.
2: So that year, he had this. And skyscraper,
1: yes, and I think skyscraper's they're probably they're probably comparable. Like they're both not, not amazing, yeah. but it seemed like they had a good idea at heart. But when they executed it, did it kind of come off?
2: Yeah, and it feels like rampage. I don't know. I could be wrong, but it doesn't sound like a video game that there'd be heaps of fans of.
1: No, I don't think so. I looked, I looked into it, and like the it started off as an arcade game. And there has been follow-ups, but mostly like critically panned and not well-selling games. And if you look at the games, it's like compared to the stuff that you see these days, it's very boring. It's pretty much a button masher and just try to destroy a building essentially. So I don't think it had the biggest following. Maybe it does, but saying that it's not that interesting of a of a concept anyway. Like you see that a lot in other destruction movies, like Godzilla, like Independence Day. All that kind of stuff. It's the same stuff. It's like Transformers. Yeah. yeah it's tra- One of the Transformers movies in Chicago, isn't it?
2: Is it three? One of them is, I'm pretty sure.
1: It's, whenever they destroy a city, it's either Chicago or New York. so <laughs> it, it feels like very similar to that. And the armies in it, like in Transformers, it's it's actually quite similar to Transformers when I think about it now.
2: Which is not a good thing.
1: <laughs> no, in a, in a bad way. There's not much more to say about it, really. It's just kind of a generic, bland movie with apes destroying a city, which sounds like it might be fun, but they do it in the least fun way possible. They do find an antidote for the for the oh, so like they, the like serum.
2: So they get small again? They become small again?
1: Nah, the, the antidote only makes them stop going crazy. So they only give it to the gorilla, and then the gorilla kind of fights the other two, and they both die.
2: Well, this one's got 51% on Rotten Tomatoes. Like,
1: it's it's competently made. There's nothing glaringly bad with it. I think it's similar to Need for Speed and just it's a bit boring.
2: So, you don't recommend it?
1: Like, if you want to watch a movie where a monster destroys stuff, I think Godzilla's a better movie.
2: There's no shortage of destruction movies, city-destroying movies. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so I thought it was it. an odd, odd one to kind of pick to make. If they had a great idea of how to do it, I think it could have been good, but I thought it was odd that they picked this and then they just made it the most generic movie ever.
2: <laughs> so I guess that's what we had in terms of the, the movies that uh, we were going to talk about. In, in terms of the 90s movies, like we could have watched Super Mario Brothers. I have actually seen that. I think I watched it when we were kids, and I didn't like it back then. And back then, I I would have basically liked anything. <laughs> And I didn't like it, so it must be really bad. So I think all the 90s ones are quite horrible. 2000s, maybe they're fun, but still not great. And 2010s, I think they start to get better, but still not great. There's
1: still some bad ones. I've tried to watch Assassin's Creed before, and it's very, very boring for a movie that should be interesting. Tomb Raider, it's, it came in that phase where everything was meant to be dark and gritty, and I think they went into it a bit too much, but it's also not the worst movie. It's okay.
2: I think you you have to pick movies where you have to pick games where the movies will actually have some sort of story. <laughs> like Werewolves Within actually made sense because the game is like a mafia style game. It's like a who it's a who done it in itself. So you can make a movie easily on that. Movies have been made that who done it, so it's not like a new concept or anything. But some of the other movies like Rampage, it doesn't make sense why you would make a movie on that.
1: <laughs> and I think some of the fighting games with the- which which have tried to develop. Initially, it was not a good idea because they were just fighting games with no character development. No story. But recently, they've they've got a bit more of a story, so you can develop them now. But initially, it was just, yeah, guys fighting each other, which is probably the problem with Double Dragon.
2: So which which video game would you like to see being made into a movie?
1: Stuff like Assassin's Creed should be made into a movie, and it should be good. I haven't played lots of the recent ones, but people really like them and they say the story's good, so I can't see why they wouldn't be able to translate that to a movie because essentially those games are cinematic playthroughs. You're a character and you just you play through a story.
2: And obviously there have been TV series that have done reasonably, like Witcher. Uncharted,
1: I don't know if it's going to be good, but it should be a relatively easy adaption because- those games are very much cinematic playthroughs as well. Like The Last of Us, that that's also one that might be okay. They're making that into a TV series.
2: Maybe we'll do another episode of some stage of video game based T V series. We haven't really talked about Witcher on this podcast, so we will uh is season two coming out? Yeah, it is this year. So maybe we'll talk about Witcher when yeah, when but season yes, two. Yes. Lots
1: of the new games should be relatively easy to to translate, I think. Not easy, but you should be able to do it.
2: I think Super Mario I just don't think you need to make a movie about Super Mario? No, no. Even Sonic I was like, they made it work with Sonic but the game itself is not, it doesn't really lend itself to being made into a movie. Okay I think that's all we had. I'm just glad that I don't need to watch these movies.
1: <laughs> to be honest, the best way to do it is probably the way that Free Guys have done it in terms of it's, it's like a GTA movie but it's not GTA. Uh, I I don't know if Free Guys Good is good because I haven't seen it but I hear it's pretty good. So maybe the way to do it is make it a generic game rather than actually doing a direct retelling of a game.
2: Anything else? How was Warcraft, I wanted to ask? Because I haven't seen Warcraft.
1: I uh, saw so it once. It was okay. I think it's probably should have been better than it was.
2: You couldn't make a story out of Warcraft, right? Yeah, you know, it's got, characters.
1: it's got pretty deep lore, I'm pretty sure. I've never played one of the games, but some of my friends have, and they say it's the lore's very deep. And people still play those games to this day, and they came out so long ago. And it's not a new game, it's the same game, and they still play it. So there's, uh, there's lots of fans for it.
2: Probably close it there. Well, next week. I'm not sure what we'll do again because I think we're probably still going to be in lockdown the way things are going. So we'll see what we can do. We'll do another, maybe another topic related episode. Shang-Chi is coming up. So one option is talking about martial arts movies. That's another not great group of movies there. There's not that many good martial arts movies, but there are a few that are really good. So we could talk about that. So if people want to tell us what their favorite video game based movie is, how do they go about it?
1: Contact us on any any platform at cognitive recalibration or email us at uh, cognitive recalibration podcast at gmail.com. Yes,
2: yeah, so I'll put the links to all those in the description of this episode. If you want to support the podcast, you can do so by giving us a review either on iTunes or your podcast streaming service. Basically by giving us a review, you make us more discoverable on search engines. Okay. I'm just exhausted from these Usually watching <laughs> movies is uh is meant to be enjoyable, but this was this was a real chore. So I'm glad it's over. And hopefully we get better the, the ones that are coming out are, are better than some of the ones I watched this week.
1: Yeah, yeah. Hopefully we have some better movies to talk about next week or better topics.
2: <laughs> yeah. Cool, cool. I was going to end with a um, an anecdote. So I had a, a guy come to fix some bobs this week, and he was a Nintendo fan. He wasn't very useful, though, because he kept playing the Switch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> you could like it if you want to. That <laughs> uh, I, I wanted to fit that in there somewhere in here and i couldn't find a spot so i'm just like i'm just going to end with this
1: just put it there yeah, yeah. yeah. and not a hey? low.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so I'll, I'll leave you with that and uh, hopefully you come back to the next episode <laughs> yeah
1: that will uh that'll sit with them for a, at least a week a week
2: all right thanks everyone for listening hope you're all staying safe and we'll see you in the next one
0: That's O-S-E-A, Malibu.com, code GLOW. Whether you're making the same breakfast that you have every day or baking a cake for an extra special day, eggs are a staple in our diets. Eggland's best eggs are nutritionally superior to ordinary eggs, containing more vitamins and 25% less saturated fat. Not only are they better for you, but Eggland's best eggs taste better, too. There's a reason that they're America's number one eggs.